Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I uh, got a tweet yesterday from the president, not to us, but just, oh, oh, he didn't tag you no, in it. No, he didn't. Oh. Uh, just a tweet, kind of in general. Congress must change the immigration laws now. Dems won't act. A wall is being built. 400 miles by the end of next year. Mexico must stop the march to the border. Hmm. Exclamation point. Oh, well, that that means it's going to get done. Yeah, that means he's really serious and excited and passionate about it. So You don't put an exclamation point there no. if it's just, you know, like, okay, maybe this will happen. No. He means it. 400 miles will be built by the end of next year? Huh. Wow. Um, okay. I, I hope so. Where's the money coming from? You're not going to build 400 miles with $1.5 billion. Tell you that. No, Mexico's going to pay for it, Pat. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm, is it? No. So, uh, okay. Uh, you could good. make Mexico pay for it, though. We've talked about this many times. You could make the illegals here pay for it. And then, so indirectly, Mexico would be paying for it. By like taxing what? The wire transfers? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that idea. Put a surcharge on all the wire money sent back to Mexico. That's, I mean, tens of billions. It's, I, I just heard a figure recently that it was $40 billion a year. You, you could. Build an ice wall, you know, by putting a little surcharge on that. I mean, we we pay taxes on everything imaginable. Yeah. Why don't you make illegal aliens pay some tax every now and then? Why not? Exactly. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Hmm. And then you fulfilled your your promise. That that he would be able to save face. Mm-hmm. And and wall it's gets a, built. and it's effective. And it's everybody's happy. Everybody wins. Other than maybe the illegals, but. <laughs> Whatever. Don't come here then illegally. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Whatever. Don't come here illegally. And yet they continue. I mean, they are pouring across the border. 111 Central American migrants, migrants, <laughs> illegal aliens. Uh-huh. Uh And this is from Breitbart. They should know better than to call them migrants, but... Uh, crossed the Arizona border in the middle of the night and they were captured on video and uh, then they were captured by the Border Patrol. But look at this. You, you got to see this surveillance uh, photo of these people pouring over the border in the middle of the night. Look at, look at this. Look at the mass of humanity. They're just, they just keep coming. Man, 111 of them. 111. Well, at least that's how many were caught. There yeah. might have actually been more in this group. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There, but, there's always more, yeah. But that is that's crazy. That is. It's horrifying. There we go. What kind of freak would not want to do something about that? Mm. Oh, I mean, shut out, Michael. Don't you think we should? Um, I think we should 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 clamp down on the border and and protect us uh, from from the invasion that's happening. Uh, are there twelve year old boy children coming across the border? I mean, can you think of any good reason why we would want to protect the it's border? For the, for the children. It's for the children, Keith. Oh, uh, so there's there was that video. Then there's one from El Paso, which is unbelievable. Oh no, I've never seen this before. Oh no, what? Uh, have you ever seen them coming out of manholes? 
Watch this. Look at that. Here's illegal aliens entering El Paso, oh. Texas. It's like a horror movie, man. Obviously, there's, you know, it's connected to a, uh, a sewer or. Well, if it's connected to Mexico something. in general, it's connected to a sewer. <laughs> but I see your point. But look at him pour that out. That is. Uh, first of all, it's unsafe. Uh huh. People could be running over you Pop kids. Pop it up right in the middle of a main Pop it up right in the middle of the street in El Paso, Texas, through a manhole cover. Yeah. That's a crazy. But there's but no, there's no crisis. crisis. <laughs> I just want to emphasize yeah. that. <laughs> there is no crisis at the border. Mm-mm. Where do these people that say that live? Where Do you watch television? Do you have access to the internet? Do can you see things like this? I mean, when you see them coming out of manholes in the middle of the night in El Paso, Texas, you don't think, okay, maybe there, maybe there is a problem. Maybe we should do something. When you see them pouring across the border by the hundreds, like this, by the hundreds, and you know that that's happening every day in multiple spots on the yep. border, mm-hmm. you don't think, hmm, okay, yeah, this is getting a little out of control. This is not sustainable. Those thoughts don't occur to you? I mean, if that's true, then you're just an absolute moron. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. It's yeah, pretty amazing. Um, got this tweet from RA Podcast. It tells a lot. Talking about Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and their meeting with President Trump the other day. Oh, their infrastructure meeting. Two trillion dollars. Chuck, two trillion is a great number. Also, Chuck. Five billion is way too much for a wall. <laughs> That's such a great point, man. It is. It is. Oh. Uh, so. Yeah, they had their little meeting. That's good, right? Yeah. Little, yeah, little yeah nice yeah. to see the, the right and the left getting along, huh? Oh, that's it's great to see. You know, that means a lot more to other people than it does to me. Right. I, I'm not sure I want them to get along like this. Yeah. This I'm is the you. wrong way to get along. When. When. Trump is getting along with Pelosi and Schumer. This is bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. Seriously, they're making terrible deals, like two trillion dollars for infrastructure. And there they were in the White House, pictured again. Now this looks just like that other meeting that they that had. Is, is, that, it, yeah. is it a different one, or is that is that the first meeting? That's the contentious meeting that they had okay. about immigration. Yeah. Uh, picture of that particular story. So so they don't always get along, but boy, apparently they did a couple of days ago. Now, they're claiming the White House uh, is claiming roll call says that the White House has not yet agreed that they they decided on a two trillion dollar figure, but they don't dis- they don't dispute it either. I think they did agree to it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I Schumer said so. we agreed on a number which was very, very good. Originally, we had started a little lower, but even the president was eager to push it up to two trillion. Yeah. There was goodwill. In this meeting, oh. there's no such thing as that with Schumer and Pelosi. Toward, no, they're backstabbing liars. Yeah, pathetic. And that was from other different meetings that we've had. Uh, the meeting was labeled productive. Well, yeah, for Democrats it was because they get to spend even more money, two trillion dollars, in addition to the one point seven. Uh, well, how much was it? One point seven trillion. It was. It was. There was the seven hundred eighty-seven billion dollar bill. Uh-huh. Then there was a one point seven trillion dollar thing, and then that was for infrastructure. Yeah, that was Obama signed early on in his presidency. Shovel ready projects. Yeah, that was just ten years ago. I mean, seriously, what? I'm and sorry. And now you need another two trillion. 
Mm-mm. This is going to be interesting to see how this plays out because you're going to have people like mm. Mike Lee and uh, fiscal conservatives who are going to really balk at this. And yeah. it could be the Democrats end up getting this passed with Trump's signature as opposed to Republicans. Yeah, it, it absolutely could. Yeah. Mm. Again, well, you know, if they change your tactic with President Trump, they, I think it'd be real productive for him. So I hope they never get that. <laughs> yeah. I keep, hope they never understand that. Yeah. yeah. Just keep hating him because mm-hmm. at least that means there's some loggerheads there yeah. and we're not getting along this well where we're spending $2 trillion yeah, together. Yeah, there's a happy medium, okay? You know, it's uh-huh. like uh, you, guys, you guys battle, you know, maybe slow things down, you know, or or, or something like that, but, uh, but not to the point where it's ridiculous where you're investigating the president every time he sneezes. Right. Oh my gosh, did you just spread the flu in the White House? I mean, seriously, is that ridiculous with them? Uh, in the Alabama House, mm. they just passed another pretty amazing abortion bill. This is cool. They voted overwhelmingly to outlaw almost all abortion in the state. <laughs> the Republican-dominated House of Reps voted 74 to 3 for legislation that would make it a felony to perform an abortion on a woman at any stage of her pregnancy. Wow. The proposal passed after Democrats walked out of the chamber after sometimes emotional debate with opponents and supporters crowding the gallery. So the bill now moves to the Alabama Senate. Supporters said the bill is intentionally designed to conflict with the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark 73 Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion nationwide because they're hoping to spark uh, court cases that might prompt the justices to revisit it. Smart. Hmm. I'm glad somebody has taken the bull by the horns here. The bill contains an exemption for those situations when there's serious risk to the mother's health. Uh, but there's not an exemption for rape or incest. Hmm. The heart of this bill is to confront a decision that was made by the courts in 73 that said the baby in a womb is not a person, uh, according to Terry, Terry Collins of Decatur, Alabama. What a, I mean, that that is a bold step. And Democrats were so disgusted, they got up and walked out. So Republicans said, fine. We'll vote without you. And they did. Of all the things to get up and walk out over. <laughs> I know. That's oh, so yeah? great. You're not going to let us keep murdering babies in our state? I'm out we'll show you. I'm out of here. We'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans in the chamber applauded after the bill was approved, after more than two hours of sometimes emotional debate. Um, many acknowledged that such a ban would likely be struck down by lower courts, but she said the aim is eventually to get to the Supreme Court. And without the numbers to stop the bill, Democrats walked off the House floor instead of voting, calling the proposal both extreme and fiscally irresponsible. Oh, they're not extreme at all, though. They'll commit, they'll, they'll, do, they'll perform abortions all the way up to and including and even after birth. But not having abortion, that's extreme. <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, this shows that uh, at least on the pro-life side of this argue, argument we're woke now uh-huh we're finally woke you, mr yeah. hip uh-huh wow we're woke uh-huh. now and, and think of this the battle's on it's it's on and apply the overton window do you does anybody mm-hmm. that, that voted for this honestly think that every abortion is going to be banned anywhere no probably not no 
But it just it moves the argument that direction, and then you pull it back a little bit if you have to. Right. <laughs> it's a win. That is a win. I mean, that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the Senate because I'm guessing Republicans have the majority there too. And I don't I don't know the rules in Alabama. We should look into that. And uh, uh, but see if if this has any chance of passing. Because if it passes, it will be challenged in court, and they'll get their wish. You know, they'll they'll have to defend this all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and then see if if the Supreme Court will even take it on because usually no is the answer. No, we're not bold enough. We're not brash enough. Uh, and we don't care enough mm. to take on these important issues. Well, the leader of the Senate in Alabama is a Republican, but he has said that uh, he's going to talk to the bill sponsor in the House about doing the um, exception for rape and incest and health of the mother. Okay. And then, um, so it looks like, uh, yeah, and there's no word. But does it even matter? Because it, it's not going to hold up. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know that yeah, that but, matters. But the more of a fight and more out in the front, you know, this, the, the, this kind of publicity comes out. Yeah. You just, again, move that needle. You get, the, you get that in people's uh, conscious. But the Republican uh, governor, K.I.V., has declined to indicate. Uh, um, it's a Republican, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Republican so, governor, Republican House, Republican Senate. Yep. <clears throat> if there's a state where this could possibly happen, uh, it seems to be Alabama right now. They're definitely, they're, they've definitely got some momentum mm-hmm. on the abortion issue. 888 All right. Uh, let me tell you about Riduzone here for a second. Um, you know, there's kind of a stoplight in your body that tells you, all right, time to stop eating. And... That stoplight is called OEA. It's naturally present in your body, but sometimes it's just not a strong enough signal. And you can ignore it pretty easily. What Riduzone does for you is strengthen that signal with more OEA. So it's like, okay, stop! A little louder signal. (laughs) Definitely a stoplight. Um, And it was developed to help your stomach send that signal to your brain so you feel fuller naturally. And then it also boosts your metabolism, which is really important. I mean, willpower only gets us so far. To fight food cravings and to stop eating when you should, you might need a stronger stoplight. And that's where Riduzone comes in. Plus, Riduzone isn't a stimulant. I really like that about it. You're not going to feel all shaky and jittery after taking it. It doesn't contain any caffeine. Riduzone contains OEA, and that's it. So go to Riduzone.com and... And you'll get a special offer right now. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Riduzone dot com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Interesting uh, discussion on Good Morning America with Jill and Joe Biden. Uh, They talked about a lot of different stuff including Joe making women feel uncomfortable. Look, he's just, I mean, he's just affectionate. That's all. He's just an affectionate guy. Um, as, a, as his wife, it's kind of interesting that she doesn't have any problem with that. I mean, when she's looking at the photo of Joe and the motorcycle chick sitting on his lap in the bar. <laughs> right, right. I mean, she doesn't think... Uh, okay, that no, honey, don't do that. It's just Joe being don't Joe. Do that. It's just Joe being gropey Joe. That's all. <laughs> and 
uh, <laughs> as a politician, you would think you would know better. Okay, I I can't I can't be pictured here with this motorcycle mama sitting on my lap. <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> I, mama. I can't do it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have that little. He doesn't have that stoplight in his head. <laughs> he has no filter with those hands or that nose. Uh, so here's Jill and Joe being interviewed uh, on Good Morning America. This is the United States of America. We can do anything. Former Vice President Joe Biden, now officially running for president in 2020. You're going to see a whole heck of a lot of me. He and his wife, oh. Dr. Jill Biden, spending time with me yesterday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and drawing a clear distinction between himself and President Trump. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. And I hope people know who I am. So I think the folks yeah, are ready to Joe, choose right? truth over lies. The president has a model. Make America great again. Do you have one? Make America moral again. Return to the <laughs> essence of who we are. Pause it for a second. Make America moral again. Return to killing babies on a regular basis. We need to do that. We need to kill more babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even after they're born, uh, we need to kill more babies. Uh, also, make us so moral that we can make sure that anybody who opposes my son's business arrangements anywhere <laughs> in the world, they're fired. they're fired. That's the moral thing to do. Moral thing to do. And when, they, when my son goes into China, make sure that the Bank of China does business with him immediately. That's the moral thing to do. <laughs> wow. This guy needs to pick a new slogan. Right? Ugh, <laughs> oh, wow. If this isn't... I, I don't know. Gross? Yeah. Gross. I mean, it's beyond that. It's, mm-hmm. it's obscene. All right. There's more. Have one. Make America moral again. Return <laughs> to... The essence of who we are, the dignity of the country, the dignity of people, treating our people with dignity. And that has been the main thrust for you all. Yeah, to bring this country together. Mm -hmm. Biden enters the race as the Democratic frontrunner in a deeply divided nation, and also at a time when America is in a moment of reckoning with its treatment of women. There we go. And Biden has also faced scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Former Vice President Joe Biden now accused of inappropriate touching. Seven women have come forward to say he made them feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. In response, Biden releasing this video. Seven women. Pause it for just a second. So Joe is standing there uh, on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, with seven women on his mind. Uh, (laughs) How many want to own him? (laughs) None. None that want to own him. But seven that he wanted to grope and did. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Just three of them. He smelled their hair. All right. There's more. Biden releasing this video. In my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. And I get it. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then just days later, you know, Biden addressing a predominantly male crowd of union electrical workers seeming to really make did. light of the allegations. Uh, I just want you to know I had permission to hug Lonnie. I mean, I mean, Some people were wondering if you really get it. Well, I I really do. Here's the deal. I've always thought that part of leadership, part of politics was listening to people, hearing them, making them feel comfortable. It's my responsibility to be more sensitive to whether or not someone Mm -hmm. wants me to reassure them or wants to say hello or wants to show 
affection and support. And, and that's my responsibility. But Robin, I, I think what you don't realize is mm. how many people approach Joe. One of the things that Joe oh, is known man. for is making man. connections with man. people. But going forward, oh. I think he's going to have to be a better judge Blame of the when victim, people Jill? approach him. She did, didn't she? How he's going to react. <laughs> that he wow. maybe shouldn't approach them. And how did you react when those first accusations you know, were made? I've known Joe for 44 years. And mm. one of the things I've always admired about him is the way he does connect with people. The way he does smell and in 44 years, I, I love you know, that. I hadn't heard Hands negative on. comments, but, but now's a different time. A different Women, time. men are in a different place now. Yeah. And so we have to, um, we mm -hmm. have to honor that. Have you ever experienced a similar situation mm -hmm. when a, a man Good made question. you feel uncomfortable by their actions or inappropriate language of any sort? Yes, met me. it's happened to me. <laughs> and how'd you handle it? I just sort of stepped aside. I didn't address it. Uh, there was a time when women mm -hmm. were afraid to speak out. Now, if that same thing happened today, I'd turn around and say, what do you think you're doing? So I think it's, it's totally different. Professor, do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth to help you God? I do. Thank you. Biden has also been criticized for his handling of Anita Hill's testimony during the confirmation hearings for Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. I have no personal vendetta against Clarence Thomas. Hill had worked for Thomas and accused him of sexual harassment, mm -hmm. facing grilling from an all-white, all-male Senate committee led by Biden. I believed her from the very beginning, uh, but I was chairman. She did not get a fair hearing. Uh, she did not get treated well. Okay, That's pause my it. You know who didn't get a fair hearing? Clarence Thomas. That's who didn't get a fair hearing. What do you mean she didn't get a fair hearing? That was all anybody talked about. Do you remember the Clarence Thomas hearing? I do. With Anita Hill? Yep. What do you mean she didn't get a fair hearing? That was wall-to-wall -wall coverage on the hair on the Coke can. Mm -hmm. That's all we heard about. She, they smeared and drug uh, Clarence Thomas through the mud for months. What do you mean she didn't get a fair hearing? What are you talking about? Now, is this... Is this a uh, thing from Good Morning America going to address the Arlen Specter book? Do we know? I, I didn't see beyond this right here. Because Arlen Specter, uh, in his book, he mm -hmm. quotes Joe Biden as saying, it was clear to me from the way she was answering the questions, she was lying. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, that is in, uh, that is the Biden admitted to Arlen Specter for his book in 1998. So, <laughs> Does, what? I you just said you believed her, but you told wow. Arlen Specter. Yeah, he said he believed her the whole time. Yeah. It, right here. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. But yeah, there's the... Quote. Maybe that was a bathhouse confession there from uh, <laughs> Biden to Specter. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the quote that, that, uh, that Arlen Specter wow. uh, is saying that uh, Biden gave him. Yeah, it was clear to me from the way she was answering questions, Hill was lying about a key part of her testimony. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's fascinating. That's Inspector's 2000 memoir, Passion for Truth. Wow. Mm -hmm. So Biden's got some issues. Biden's got some... He's got some splatato! <laughs> uh, will anybody make him explain it, though? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. Yeah. Not the media. They're all stacked in favor of the Democrats, and they certainly don't want uh, the number one candidate to be besmirched like this because everybody believes right now, especially after that poll that came out, 
that he has the best shot of beating Donald Trump, and that's all they care about. Just get Trump out. They, they don't care. I mean, they, they don't care who it is. As long as it's a Democrat, and as long as they can beat Trump, they'll vote for anybody. I think if Kim Jong-un ran as a Democrat and they thought he could beat Trump, they'd vote for him. Mm. Mm, mm, That's how desperate they are. That's how much they hate Donald Trump. That's what motivates them. And they don't it's the care. only thing that motivates and them. facts or, or investigations going their way, so to speak, uh-huh. uh, they don't care. They, they don't care. They just want impeachment. They want him out of office. Resignation or impeachment. They won't rest until that's the case. Or in this case now, out of office from 2020. Yeah. And since Joe's the one that they perceive to have the best chance, they're probably not going to... They're, they're not going to test him. They're not going to ask him tough questions. Although... Uh, Robin did a decent job here of asking him about the women situation and the gropiness and the hands and all that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here. Cause in the two polls that have come out this week, since he announced officially that he's running, he, he was up 39 to 15 over Sanders in one poll. That was the CNN poll 39, 15. So he's up by 24. And then in the other poll, he was up by 26 points, something like, th- I think it was 39-13 in the other one. Wow. Just incredible. And nobody else is anywhere near those two. I, I, was just, I was just thinking, I wonder if Bill Clinton, the Bill Clinton that we know from 1992, mm-hmm. could beat Donald Trump today. And then before I completed that thought, I thought, wait a minute. Bill Clinton wouldn't even win the Democrat primary today. No, he wouldn't. Not even close. Nope. He's too tame. Way too extreme. He's the most conservative one of the 20. <laughs> Said it before, I'll say it again. Yeah. Bill Clinton is Barry Goldwater <laughs> compared to the Democrats of today. It's it's pretty amazing. Yep. <laughs> I just to see what has happened to them. Uh Wow. Yeah. And speaking of Bill Clinton and comparing that to what's going on today, um, do you remember how the media <laughs> reacted to impeachment talk back in the 90s? <laughs> anybody, uh, <laughs> has anybody noticed? Let's compare and contrast the media demanding that Donald Trump be uh, impeached compared to what they did in the past back in the 90s. Let's let's take a look and, and a stroll Ooh, down memory, memory lane. lane. Founding fathers must be turning in their graves that a president of the United States is vulnerable to impeachment for this. Is perjury in a case like this serious enough to warrant impeaching the president? If the Republicans want to go ahead and do this, I think they disgrace themselves in a more profound way than President Clinton has by huh. abusing the machinery of impeachment. Is right. it worth overturning the will of the people in order to impeach him <laughs> if the only thing you can prove is that he lied? Is there or is there not some concern of the public perception that this is, in, in fact, a kind of effort at a, quote, coup? Ophelia Ariano wow. says it reminds her of a coup in her native Guatemala. We quote, like coup. him. Uh, he's doing a good job. The Republican Party who dislike him and what he stands for, having been unable to beat him at the polls, have found another way to get him out of office. America <laughs> wants Christmas carols uninterrupted by political scandal. They have robbed from you, make no mistake about it. 
They have used a procedural device to steal from you your right to be democratically represented. Quote, you don't overturn the results of an American election on a whim. Why haven't you opened an impeachment inquiry or in fairness, is that what you're doing right now? Impeach, now or never. Congress is gonna now have to act responsibly. But the avenue for that is impeachment. Will he get away with it? What is the Democratic House waiting for? The wow. question is, will you let him get away with it? If you don't do it, then don't you undermine all the resources put into putting the report together in the first place? I think the Democrats would be smart to impeach him. I wish that, as David proposes, Democrats would just get their act together and push impeachment. If the politics suck and it's the right thing to do, do the Democrats have the backbone to say what you just said? If Mueller, though, has left a trail, as some believe, how, how does the House not follow that? So if you read the second volume closely, I think it is essentially an open invitation to begin impeachment proceedings. I think it's their constitutional duty now to, um, at the very least, begin impeachment proceedings. It would be the most unsatisfying right. thing of all, I think, to just say, well, it is what it is and we'll, we'll settle it at the polls next November. So you have a legal case that you believe this happens and you should do it, but the politics dictate something else. How much is that going to influence this decision? If the conduct described wow. in the Mueller report doesn't deserve that strongest rebuke, then what does? All right. Uh, wow. What happened to the will of the people? <laughs> what happened to overturning the will of the people? You can't do that. <laughs> they flushed the will of the people right down the crapper, didn't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. 888 And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pat Gray Unleashed. Before we get back to our uh, massive stack of stuff today, uh, let me take a minute to tell you about Relief Factor. If you're in pain and it's like every day, uh, I can definitely relate to it. And there is something you can try that maybe you haven't yet. Maybe you've been all through the narcotics and the therapies and the ibuprofen and all that kind of stuff. And... It just hasn't worked for you. Try give relief factor a try. I know that a lot of us are in pain. We spend an average of two thousand dollars a year to combat that pain, and then eventually you just decide, okay, I'm just gonna have to live with it. You know, maybe I'm just gonna have to tolerate a certain amount of pain every single day. Not necessarily. So many people have tried and love and swear by relief factor, like this guy right next to me. Loves it. Every day. And Every without day. it, your your leg is in pain, right? Yes, sir. And because of surgery, sometimes they make you stop taking the things that yep. that uh, can calm down inflammation. And then after a surgery. And it comes right back. When I'm trying to recover, all of a sudden my leg starts really hurting. And I, oh, that's right. I'm off of my stuff because of uh, the surgery. But relief factor, man. Every day. Love it. And it's 100% drug free, which is fantastic. It was created by doctors. Um and it's a natural way to ease your pain. They offer a three-week quick start. Give you a chance to give it a shot. Try it. It's $19.95. And it's like a trial pack. Now, 70% of the people who do the trial pack order more afterwards because it worked for them. If it doesn't work for you, just stop using it. But I really think there's obviously a 70% chance at least it will work for you. What do you have to lose? 1995. 
If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. Did you see that uh, Eric Swalwell tweet the other day? Oh, agonizing. Uh, It, of course, reminded us of something that, well, I'll show you in a second, but Swalwell (laughs) tweeted out, Do you know how many times the word woman is mentioned in the Constitution? Zero. Mm. That's unacceptable. Women must be equally represented and equally protected. Okay. Got it. (laughs) All right. This guy, he's the worst. Is a buffoon. Yeah, he's You look like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know how many times the word man is in the constitution? Mm-hmm. I believe that's also zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, does that mean men aren't represented equally in the constitution? Obviously. You know what other word isn't? I'll t- I'll tell you another word. Tell me. It's not in the constitution. Gerbil. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, gerbils are not represented in the Constitution at all. Well, that's not right. Neither is the word anti-disestablishmentarianism. It's not in the Constitution at all. Well, they may have run out of ink. You know, dip in the feather thing. I know, but wouldn't you think that'd be in there? I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Good point. You make a good point. (laughs) Anti-disestablishmentarians are not represented in the U.S. Constitution. Matt Walsh pointed out yesterday the word futon (laughs) isn't in the Constitution at all. Uh-huh. Not, not at all. Wow. <laughs> That's a good point. Man, you guys are thinking outside the right? box. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, plus, there's... The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. What do you want to bet that's where Eric Swalwell oh, got it? Yeah, he probably What just, do you want to bet? He tweeted that over the weekend. He probably he get, went to the Red Box or something and rented uh, yeah. the RBG movie. Yep. And that's he's yep. like, oh, I've got it. I've got I'm, something I'm gonna for use Twitter. That. I'm going to use that. Nor does the word freedom. Your Your Honor. Incorrect, however, uh, the word freedom is Mm -hmm. in the Constitution. But again, it's well hidden. You know, I will give her that. It's It's buried. It's buried in the First Amendment there. And so it's really hard to find. (laughs) But I mean, it's not. Okay. In fairness, it's not the first word of the First Amendment. It's not the first word of the First Amendment. That is true. Do we know how Ruth is doing these days, by the way? Haven't heard. Okay. Have not heard. Hmm. Okay. So, but I will say this. It's unacceptable to me that the words Ruth Bader Ginsburg are not in the U.S. Constitution. Well, we could amend it. That's unacceptable to me. Why is Ruth Bader Ginsburg not in the U.S. Constitution? (laughs) That's so we ridiculous. Fix that because the founders gave us a way to do that. So let's pass the thank you the the RBG, the RBG amendment. amendment right, and that's Number all the amendment says is just Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do anything. It's just there. No, it's if we keep her in for life. Of course, she already is. But we also make the amendment RBG must stay in the Supreme Court even after this life. I'm sorry, how's that? Yeah, I don't know. We'll work it out. How's that work? It'll work out. Don't worry about it. Just put it in there. All right, I'll start That's how it. important Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. Making a note right now. Uh, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg continues in the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court continues to be mostly worthless. <laughs> they just don't, they don't take on anything challenging, it seems to me. Yeah. 
And they could have. They could have taken on the religious freedom thing last year. They, right. could, they could have taken on the abortion thing. They, they just don't. I don't know what's going on. But the perception is on the left that this is such a conservative Supreme Court, which is nonsense. Nothing could be further from the truth. Seriously, uh, John Roberts is virtually lost to the right side of the argument. Uh, he's, he's gone over the, to the dark side, pretty much. Um, also, in New York, speaking of abortions, there were um, 1,485 abortions versus, is that, that's in the fiscal year 2015, I guess. Yeah. 1,485 abortions in New York City compared to 352 murders. Wow. That is... Well, that's... But, I mean... And then there's another little addendum on that. 1,485 abortions at or after 21 weeks. Yeah, so these are... At or after 21 weeks. Remember, 36 weeks is full term. So after... And remember, 21 weeks, 22, viable. 23, mm-hmm. you're, you're viable. Yep. Wow. So that's... That's... uh. Uh, it's 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 evil. There were approximately 0.96 people per day victimized by murder and non-negligent manslaughter in New York City in 2015. There were approximately 4.1 babies at 21 weeks gestational or older who are aborted in that in that same per day in that same city. Mm. Despite all of that, New York Times ran a story on Sunday that said abortions occurring at 21 weeks or later in the United States are rare. Uh, no. Obviously not. No, they're not. It referenced and linked another story. The Times had published on February 6th that referred to abortions occurring at 21 weeks or later as very rare. Now, I would say 1,485 in one year is nothing even close to rare. I don't know what the total number of abortions were from, you know, uh, six weeks or whatever you can detect that you're even pregnant up to 21 weeks. It had to be, you know, many thousands. Well, that's more of a ratio than four to one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, Mm -hmm. again, to emphasize the point, that's not abortions to murder. Right. right. That's abortions from 21 weeks weeks or later. It's despicable. (sighs) New York City. Wow. And of course, there's the continuing statistic that more black babies are aborted in New York City than are born alive. Which really kind of fulfills the goal that uh, Margaret Sanger had for her wonderful organization, Planned Parenthood, in the beginning. Yep. It's exactly what she was trying to do, was eliminate minorities. But still, somehow she's celebrated by people on the left who just love minorities. They're all about minorities. It's those Darn Republicans and conservatives that hate minorities. Huh. They don't even want to take care of them. <laughs> sure, they want them to be born, but into what? <laughs> what kind of life are they going to have? Not the kind of life I expect for them, so they should they should be aborted. Amazing. 888 Also in New York City. They're uh, taking green to a new level. Soon, the city will use the residents' poop 
to fuel homes. Oh, no, no. That's good. That's good. No, stop it. (laughs) The Bureau of Wastewater Treatment at New York City's Department of Environmental Protection plans to take residents' poop, (laughs) turn it into methane gas, and then use it to fuel as many as 5,000 homes in the Big Apple. Well, I want to thank you for getting the Kanye West song in my head now. Rest of the day, (laughs) I will be hearing Kanye talking about, singing about poop. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Thank you, New York Poop, City. Poopity scoop. Poopity scoop. The whoopity whoop. Poopity scoop. The whoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Yeah. Whoopity scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. No. Poop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. I know what you're thinking. Whoop dee dee. Is this Longfellow? No. Whitman? Is it Whitman? Uh-uh. <laughs> it's not. It's, uh, it's Kanye. Mm. <laughs> no way did he write these lyrics down. He just walked in the mic and just <laughs> grabbed it and just started going off. Uh, <laughs> About poop. So unbelievable. Oh, it's 2019. So the poopity whoop in the homes of uh, New York, <laughs> according to the commissioner for the Bureau of Wastewater, it's, it's clean, it's green, and it's local. Wait, it's green? <laughs> Check your diet. Man. I know. Officials claim that the gas produced by Brooklyn's Newtown Creek wastewater treatment plant will help the city reduce carbon emissions as part of the city's effort to combat climate change. We have found a gas well in the middle of Brooklyn, but the feedstock is not fossil fuel. It's us. Pretty soon it'll be it'll be us that are going into not just the fuel, but the food. Uh, and people. Then you can say Silent Green is made out of people. Silent Green is people. <laughs> if you haven't seen Silent Green, you need to. Did you just ruin something? You ruined it's it. Oh yeah, dang it. You ruined it. I've only had fifty years <laughs> to catch up on this flick. And yeah, now sorry. I know. Too soon, right? Too yes. soon. Yes. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um it's people. It's people. <laughs> It's people. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Our friends at Home Title Lock uh, sent us another example of how bad this problem can, in fact, be. Uh, a con man nearly convinced my elderly parents to transfer their home to a local charity. That was actually him. <laughs> now, now that I have Home Title Lock monitoring their home, I've stopped worrying. What might happen to my parents' home? If you have elderly parents, um, this is such a great thing to get them because they're probably unaware that this is even possible. I was unaware of it until, you know, months ago. And then the people at Home Title Lock showed me how easy it is to uh, steal my title online and forge my signature. When I was looking at the signature right in front of me, I thought, well, that is my signature, but I never signed this document. I didn't sign this over to them so had it been an actual thief you know they could have taken out a massive home equity loan against my property i would have been stuck with the payments wouldn't have known anything about it until the late payments show up at my house until you're about to lose your home now for pennies a day home title lock puts a barrier around your home's title and can stop that nefarious activity so here's what i think you should do do what i did go to hometitlelock.com and get registered 
You can see if your home's already been compromised with a free title scan and report. This is a scary thing. And again, if you have elderly parents, this would be a fantastic gift for them. For yourself, for your parents, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and get registered for your free title scan and report. Usually costs $100. They'll throw that in just for signing up. HomeTitleLock.com. is unleashed. You see, uh, SpaceX had a little problem. In fact, quite a quite a big problem. Uh-oh, what? Uh, on April 20th, sunny day on the Florida coast, few clouds in the air, and then all of a sudden, plumes of thick, glowing orange smoke started to rise over the horizon. Beachgoers stopped to stare. A photographer who was there for Florida today on a sti- on assignment at a festival on the beach uh, got some photos of it because nobody's really talking about this. But the clouds were coming from Cape Canaveral. And the only time you want to see that kind of smoke coming is when they've had a successful rocket launch, but no rockets were in the sky. Oh, no. Turns out SpaceX had uh, tested their module that is supposed to carry astronauts uh, in space. This is the first American module to take Americans into space since the space shuttle in 2011, since that program was shut down. I don't know why we didn't keep going until we had an alternative. One of the dumbest things ever. Obama just shut it down. Um, So anyway, they were testing this capsule and it exploded on the launch pad. Mm. Fortunately, nobody was in it. I was about to say. Yeah, nobody was in it. So that's that's the good thing. But the bad thing is, uh, now what? So if SpaceX has been set back, the other company that's trying to do some do very something very similar is uh, Boeing, but they're apparently nowhere near as far along as SpaceX is. And so now they've had this disaster. And what do you do? If you're an astronaut, doesn't that make you pretty nervous? Yeah, it does. I'm not sure I want to get in that thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think leaving the Earth makes me nervous in of itself. Definitely. But uh, you start having problems on the launch pad. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why NASA had this down, and I know it's a government agency, and it's better to do this privately. But NASA kind of had it down, even though they had their own disasters. I mean, the Apollo project with it. Blew up on the launch pad, killed those three astronauts. I mean, that kept going. They kept going and didn't have another disaster like that. Maybe SpaceX will as well, but I mean, a little bit scary. Challenger, Discovery. Yeah. Challenger, Discovery. Yeah. They've, yeah. There have I mean, been some issues. It's going to happen when you take big risks. Yes. Big disasters are going to be a part of that. Very true. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Hopefully they pull out of this. Also, speaking of the uh, space Scientists are gathering now to defend the Earth from asteroids that may be on the way someday. Um, they're, they're trying to find asteroids between 100 and 300 meters in diameter. So I don't know how big that is. It could be an inch and a half. Yeah, that's what it is. Could be 5,000 miles wide. I don't know. <laughs> There's no way to tell when they use metric like this. It pisses me off. Why are you doing it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Maybe I that's why they have it. so many problems. Actually, right? they, 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 hold on a second. Didn't uh-huh. something crash land on Mars because of metric and uh, standard? 
I'm oh sure. Gosh. I'm pretty sure. I don't sure know what it was, but probably. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see here. Hang on. Here we go. Mars probe lost due mm-hmm. to simple math error. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, NASA lost its 125 million taxpayer dollars Mars climate orbiter because spacecraft engineers failed to convert from English to metric measurements when exchanging vital data before the craft was launched. <laughs> Space agency officials said on Thursday. This is 1999. That's why you should never have to convert. Don't. Just use regular, normal measurements. Do it our way, world. Standard measurement. Besides, this is NASA. You should know better. Right? We don't use metric in America. (laughs) Come on. Measure American. (laughs) NASA. Seriously. Uh, So 300 astronomers, scientists, engineers, and emergency experts are getting together now in a Washington suburb to try to figure out what to do if we ever find a an asteroid that is headed toward Earth and it has a good chance of hitting us. So they're 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 trying to work out a defense of the Earth plan, which is kind of cool and kind of makes sense because someday I think it's probably bound to happen. Right? It's happened many times in the past, just not recently where we've been hit by a super big one um also we got to tell you about this after the break uh the navy is apparently taking ufos more seriously now oh yeah oh no uh-huh <laughs> now why uh-huh. that's what i want to know why why <laughs> oh no triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we'll tell you about that in just a sec <laughs> This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Timothy Gilmer tweets. Really, uh, speaking of the New York murder numbers compared to the abortion numbers, mm-hmm. really the murder numbers should be added to the abortion numbers since the murders are just post-birth abortions. Oh, it's kind of true. Well done. And Amy, what's her face? As far as uh, some other word that isn't in the Constitution, she's got Pat Shriek here. Oh, yeah. That's and the word democracy isn't in there either. There you go. Yeah, see, Very good way to set him up with stage direction. Pat Shriek sort of way. <laughs> uh, puppy monkey baby. What, what other two words are not found in the Constitution? The same two words that won't be found on the presidential ballot. They are, wait for it, Eric Swalwell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lulu78. Gropey Joe said, you're going to see a whole heck of a lot of me. Wasn't there a report from a few years ago saying he'd like to go skinny dipping? Sure was. Came from the Secret Service, I think. Oh, boy. And some of the secret, the female Secret Service agents were a little taken aback by his butt nakedness. So I, I mean, I, I, as a male, I would be taken aback by so seeing Joe Biden naked in a yeah. pool. You just don't want that. <sighs> you don't want that. No, sir. Why? What are you, some kind of hater? Why? Huh. Yes. Is, sure. it, is mm-hmm. it that you don't like to see naked men? That's true. Why? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. That's what we're going to settle on that. That's one. what we're going to settle on. Say, yes. Yes. Uh huh. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Little uh, friction now between good friends um, Andrew Napolitano at Fox and our president mm. Donald J Trump. He was on with uh, Maria Bartiromo. Talking about Trump's tweets about him. Now, again, we all know this, right? The president, if you if you say good things about him, he's your best friend. 
But if you say something that he doesn't like, look out. <laughs> He's coming for you. That's just the nature of the beast. And so that's exactly what happened when Napolitano kind of disagreed with Trump. Uh, and here he is talking about it with uh, Bartiromo. President wrote in a pair of tweets over the weekend about Judge Napolitano saying this. Thank you to brilliant and highly respected attorney Alan Dershowitz for destroying the very dumb legal argument of <laughs> Judge Andrew Napolitano. Ever since Andrew came to my office to ask that I appoint him to the U.S. Supreme Court oh, and I said no. He has been very hostile. Also asked for a pardon for his friend, a good pal of low-rating Shepard Smith. <laughs> Joining us right now is Fox News Senior Judicial Analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano. Hang to on a second. To all of this. Put Judge, that on just... pause. I, here's the, he was begging like a dog in my office thing. He's uh-huh. got these certain themes, and this is one of them. If you dare oppose him, you were begging like a dog in his office for something, and he told you no, and that's the only reason you're opposing him now. <sighs> uh, all right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Here he well, is. Analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano to respond to all of this. Judge, good to see you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. And then, this is the way you treat your friends. How do you treat your enemies? Oh, boy. So, so what happened? Did you? Did you ask him to put you on the Supreme Court? No. Did you ask him to pardon a friend? <laughs> he, he and I uh, spoke for about three hours in two 90-minute uh, meetings. This is when he was the president-elect about the type of person that should replace Justice Scalia. And in the process of my describing that person, and the person I was describing was then-Judge Neil Gorsuch, he looked to me <laughs> and said, Sounds like you're describing yourself. I said, no, no, I'm not describing myself. I'm describing Neil Gorsuch because you have this list of uh, people from which you want to choose. And Judge Gorsuch is the person that I think most of your advisors are going to point to. This was early on in the process. So he said, all right, give me a give me a spiel as to why I should put you on. Now, who would turn that down? I gave him the spiel, so to speak. And somebody else in the room said, you know, that's pretty interesting. But the judge is a little long in the tooth, to which the president said, blank you to the person who said the judge is long in the tooth. I'm four years older than the judge and I'm about to become president. It was that kind of uh, of a conversation. So, and listen, I thought, I thought you the don't president- expect the president. You don't expect the president to reveal it all, but that seems like that's what he's doing, even with this pardon situation as well. Yeah, you know, the, the pardon that he and I discussed is of a mutual friend of his and mine. And he asked me to tell me what the person was convicted of and if I thought the conviction was just. I described what the person was convicted of. I described that it was just. The president used a very strong term to condemn the conviction. And he said, you know this person as well as I do. Call this person up and tell him, yeah. tell this person he's going to be uh, he's going to be on the list of pardons that I will uh, seriously consider. That was the extent of that conversation. Look, I thought the president's mm-hmm. comments were yeah. brilliant. He wanted to divert attention mm-hmm. from what Mueller had said about him and what I had <laughs> commented about Mueller to his relationship with me. His relationship with me is not the story. He and I have been friends for 30 years and probably will be for the next 30 years. Wow. Wow. Mm. Uh, a, a total misrepresentation of, of what he and Judge Napolitano had talked about. Uh, if you're to believe uh, Napolitano. Interesting. Is there a phone number people can call, Ivan, about mm-hmm. that? 
Is there a number? We when when a, can they call? Can give okay. you the White House switchboard if you like that. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's me. I mean, this is. But yeah, you, you take the good and the bad with uh, Donald Trump. That's and uh, I think to me this is kind of the bad where he uh, will misrepresent things and throw people under the bus like that if they disagree with him at all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then, of course, we come to Ilan Omar, who uh, (laughs) is blaming this president now for anti-Semitism. Wow, she is a piece of work. My gosh. Hey, again, uh, thank you, the people of Minnesota. Appreciate this. (laughs) Thank you for inflicting her on the rest of us. Uh, Here she is talking about anti-Semitism and Donald Trump. The thing that upsets, the thing that upsets the occupant of the White House his coons in the Republican Party, many of our colleagues in the Democratic Party, is that that they can't stand, they cannot stand that a refugee, a black woman, an immigrant, a Muslim, shows up in Congress thinking she's equal to them. Pause it for a second. What they can't stand is an, a clearly anti-Semitic, uh, anti-American moron like this shows up in the U.S. Senate. That's what we can't stand. Has nothing to do with your Muslimism. Has nothing to do with you being black. Doesn't have anything to do, do with you being a woman. It has everything to do with your policies, what you say, how you describe things, the way you look at America. That's what it has to do with. That's what people comment about. That's what has us so troubled. Uh, She had more. The occupant of the White House, as my sister Ayanna likes to call him. (laughs) That's so cute and clever. And his allies are doing everything that they can Mm. to distance themselves and misinform the public from the monsters that they created that is terrorizing the Jewish community and the Muslim oh my, community. Oh my gosh! She's unreal. Because that when is we are unreal. talking about anti-Semitism, we must also talk about wow. Islamophobia. Yes. It's two sides of the same coin of bigotry. Uh, no, it's not. What we are fighting for is not for the few, but for the many. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, yeah. Every sure. single one, Uh huh. just this week, when we've had the attack in California on a synagogue. <laughs> How does she do that? It's the same person who's accused of attempting to bomb a mosque. What? So I can't ever speak of Islamophobia and fight for Muslims if I am not willing to fight against anti-Semitism. This is not this wow. is not going to be the country of the xenophobics. This is not going to be the country of white people. This is not going to be the country of the few. This is the country of the many. Mm. Wow, it's not going to be the country of the of the racist anti-semites who then try to deflect all their anti-semitism onto somebody else. Uh-huh. That is crazy stuff. What's with her cadence, by the nuts. way? That I don't know. Really it drives me out of my me. mind. <laughs> it's not bad enough what she says. She has to say it really poorly as well. Wow. 
That's amazing. Yeah. All of her anti-Semitism, she's pushing off on Trump, the guy who's who's been the best friend of the Jews of any American president in history. In history. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Mm. She's really something. Um, she knows how to play the victim, though. Even even when she's slinging the mud toward Jews, she's still the victim. Yes. And she makes the president the perpetrator, who's got nothing to do with any of this. Uh, then she uh, took to blaming the United States for what's going on in Venezuela. This oh, is great stuff, too. This, oh, is, here we go. this is perfect. If you can comment what's taking place right now in Venezuela, the U.S.-supported coup attempt against President Maduro. Uh, thank you, Amy, for, for having me. It's really great to join you all this morning. Um, I concur with what Professor Sachs was saying. You know, I mean, a lot of the policies uh, that we have put in place has kind of helped lead um, the devastation in Venezuela. And we've sort of set the stage um, for where we are arriving today. Uh, this. Um, particular bullying and the use of, of sanctions to um, eventually intervene and um, make regime change uh, really does not help the people of countries like Venezuela. And it certainly does not help. Um, and it's not in the interest of the United States. Uh, and I think finally we have folks in uh, Congress that see what um, Professor Sachs was uh, referencing. So agonizing is Alan Omar that it's actually brought Glenn Beck into the studio to comment <laughs> I was sitting, an hour before I, a show. I was sitting doing show prep, <laughs> and I'm listening to your show, and I'm like, I can't, I can't. Can't take it. I can't take it. I know. I can't take it. Brutal. We are Brutal. We are so being balkanized right now. Mm-hmm. We're this, there's, mm-hmm. there's no way to recover from that kind of lie and poison being dumped into our system that's exactly what she's doing so dumping, dumping poison. poison and she, yeah. you know when you and know being the victim she's so good at victimization of course she's learned that from care though care that's all yep. care does yep there is claim to be victims they're victims and, all the time and what's crazy is care was started by the palestinian council which, which you've outlined pretty well. Which came directly from the Muslim Brotherhood, which is the parent organization of Hamas. Also, the Muslim Brotherhood. Wasn't it just this week well, we finally deemed them? Well, it looks like the Trump administration is considering label them an international terrorist organization. And I was thinking, wait. Oh, they're considering? Just now? Like, we're just now getting around to that? That seems like that would have been order yeah. Well, they're... <clears throat> They're largely they're, they're largely sec- secular. secular. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Brennan. I I mean I I she's she's dangerous. She is seriously she, uh, a danger to this republic. If you look at what is happening, and I went over this last night in the special at the very beginning about that chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Remember, they said the arg one of the arguments was socialists, anarchists, uh, and. Um, uh, Islamists would never, never work, work together. together. Yep. Never no. work together. They don't get along, Glenn. That's no, absurd that that's you absurd. would put those groups Look together. Look at what's happening. Yeah. When you have Chris Cuomo, what was it, yesterday, day before yesterday, going on and saying, you know, there's a lot of good that Antifa does. Oh, my gosh. There's that. a lot of good that Antifa does? I'd like him to name it. 
Name all the well, the things. See the full a lot list. Of the things, a lot of things are angry about. <laughs> That's worse than <laughs> yes, they try to Donald spin Trump. On Trump saying there's good people. Yes. He wasn't saying white supremacists yeah. are good. Right. He was saying there are good people there. You're saying Cuomo. He's said. saying Cuomo. Cuomo said <laughs> that Amazing. there's a lot of good things that they they stand for. Wow. That is insane. So you have you have the left now, uh, of course. You know, they've always ignored Antifa. Now they're starting to endorse Antifa. You have uh-huh. the Muslim Brotherhood in Congress working with the socialists. The masks have come off the socialists. It's phenomenal what's happening. It's frightening and dangerous. Wow. I couldn't, you know, as bad as we thought things were when Obama was elected. Uh,. I we I don't think we could have ever envisioned this fast this fast these kinds of people so radical and so so I was dangerous lis- I was listening to you this morning and I I hate to say this because we cannot have these people win in the White House right. we cannot Can't. have them win but we better not turn into the African American community when it comes to politics they sold their soul. To the Democratic Party. The, the Democrats know. We don't even have to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to vote for us. Mm-hmm. We, can we cannot do that. Do that. Republican Party. When I was listening to you this morning, $2 trillion, that's $2 trillion added to our national debt mm-hmm. overnight right. in one deal. And right. we have a good economy. Yeah. Imagine huh. what is coming our way if we have a bad economy. And there's there's never been a time when Republicans were okay with that. No. With, no, the, with $2 trillion. A, I'm telling you, I, I disagreed with you this morning listening to you that you were saying that we're going <clears throat> well, to be, we're, you know, uh, uh, the Democrat or the Republicans are going to stand. I don't think they're going to stand up. I don't think the Republicans are going to stand up against $2 trillion in spending. No. no, no I, I, they won't I, care. I think you misunderstood. Oh, I, okay. I think like Republicans like Mike Lee will stand mm-hmm. up. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Mike Lee will stand up. I think the I think the vast majority of the Republican Party agrees with Trump on everything he says. Yeah, because they're just cowards now, and they just caved his will on everything, whether they believed it their whole life or not. This socialism, socialism is being swept in by both parties. When you have two trillion dollars in government jobs programs, mm-hmm. you're way beyond, yeah. way beyond anything we've ever done. And what happened? To all of the infrastructure money we spent before. We've oh, already Joe Biden. done. No, no, Joe Biden was watching over that to make sure that it was all good. <laughs> right. Yes. Remember? Right. The guy who is yes. the guy who whose son took one point five billion dollars from China mm-hmm. and how many how many uh hundreds of millions of dollars from the Ukraine, he takes all this money from Ukraine. He's the guy. He's the guy we said, hey, watch over this $700 billion. <laughs> He's going to make sure it's all safe. You talk about the fox watching after the hen house. Oh, yeah. That's the definition of it. And I'm having a tough time finding this, but wasn't it? It's like having Jeffy watch pudding. <laughs> Protect our pudding, Jeffy. When, did, when, when Obama was in office, didn't the budget hit $2 trillion? Like the entire federal budget, and we were losing our minds then. Mm. Am I not right about that? I cannot find that. And now we're talking about this one program being one program, the entirety of that budget from just eight years ago. I think the budget is close to $4 trillion now. But now, yeah. Uh, but there is no budget. And, we, so course, there, and there hasn't been a budget for 10 years. So we don't really even have a budget. We just keep spending money, and it, there, there is no budget.
Good point. Um, You know, the greatest country in the history of the world hasn't had a budget in 10 years. (laughs) That could be a problem, too. You know, maybe somebody might think, hey, you know what? Maybe we should have a budget one day. Yeah. You think? (laughs) Uh One day. (laughs) One day we should have a budget. You know what? Put that on the wish list. Put it in your Amazon cart. (laughs) One day. Way too much to hope for. Uh, I mean, it's like pie in the sky now. You can't even consider having a budget that you stick to. Let alone decreasing spending. We won't even have a budget. I mean, if we don't fix it. Happy Thursday. If we don't fix it. Did you did you see a special last night? Did you get yes. a chance to watch it? Yeah. The the chalkboard that we that I showed what happened in nineteen forty eight yeah. to Czechoslovakia and then right to the chalkboard of today. Today is nineteen forty eight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean it's, it, it's like it's that's what they did to take over a nation. Yeah. It's done here. It's yeah. done. It's done. And and I know I always thought of, and I think most people do think of the Soviet tanks that rolled into Czechoslovakia, but that was that was 1968 or yeah, something. Yeah, that was not. Right? That was way yeah. after it happened. Yeah, and I, and I did not know. Did you know the history of Czechoslovakia like that? Uh, no, not that all of it. I had no idea that they were a American-loving, free-market powerhouse. Yeah. They fed Europe in between the wars. Yeah. Uh, both World War One and Two. Within ni- by 1946, they were the breadbasket. Europe would have starved without Czechoslovakia, and it's because their their founder was such a huge fan of America, lived over here in America for a long time, went back over there and said, "We have to do that." And within yeah. three years, they couldn't feed themselves. It's amazing, incredible, it's amazing. And that is socialism, a warning from the dead. Um, Please check it out, Blaze TV. It's it's also on Facebook available and free YouTube. too. Yeah, it's right? free. It's on yeah. YouTube and my so, Facebook page, Glenn Beck Facebook. Page. Love it. All right, thanks, Glenn. Yep. Uh, let me tell you about uh, iTarget Pro. This is such a great way to get proficient with your weapon. Um, it, it's dry firing, and that's what many experts recommend you do anyway. First of all, you save a lot of money, but secondly, it's also a great way uh, to get good with your gun. The iTarget Pro system uses a caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm instead of a bullet. So you can shoot this in your house. You just set up the target somewhere. And and by the way, I mean, heaven forbid you ever have anybody break in in the middle of the night, but that may be where you need to use your gun is in your house. So you'll be really proficient and in your home with it Mm -hmm. uh, without busting things up. It's fun to use. Um, it did the, through the laser, it detects exactly where your shots land on the target. It's completely safe and it comes with your caliber specific laser, the targeting system and the instructions. It's just a really fun, really great system. And you can get 10% off plus free shipping when you use the offer code Pat to purchase the iTarget pro system, save money, save time and take your skill to the next level with iTargetPro.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Daniel Chappelle tweets uh, concerning the uh, city of New York using poop for fuel. If poop is fuel, San Francisco's the new Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Nice. Equal rights for gerbils and futons now. <laughs> Tweets, if New York City runs out of poopity, they can always have it shipped from San Francisco. I see a theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Steve Madursky, 
I'd rather hear Beto Bob's guitar solo no. than that Kanye song. Nope. Or any Kanye song, mm-hmm. to be honest. <laughs> well, then, I mean, oh, see now. You know, no. who am I to deny you that your heart's desire? Bob, I'm afraid the mm. show's going to be over before they get done. I mean, when somebody wants to hear Beto shred. Uh huh. You don't deny. You don't deny it. You can't. You can't. Listen to that. I mean, the guitar stylings. It's good. No, it's good. I know what you're thinking. Oh, my gosh. Is that that Santana? (laughs) No. No, it isn't. Ladies and gentlemen, Beto O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke. Who, by the way, is tanking in the polls. He went from 13 to 6% in the latest. And he left the campaign trail for some serious uh, stuff going on. Oh, that's on. right. we got to talk about that. We'll get into that in a minute here. I love that story. It, it was something serious, though. It's very serious. Something we shouldn't serious. laugh about this. We also have a major announcement. Uh, I know you've been waiting for this. What do we got? What, what, what? Oh, my gosh. This is something else. Yeah? Another person has entered the race. Another Democrat. Oh. You've been waiting for him. It's finally time. Yeah, Michael Bennett of Colorado. Come on down. That, that the, of the Colorado Bennett yeah, yeah. family. You know the Colorado Bennetts. But uh, he spells his last name Bennett with one T at the end, and so based oh. on that alone, disqualified. Really? Well, yeah. I, I like a person who doesn't waste consonants. I, I like that. Oh, okay. I like it. You like the There's no need for a second T. Okay. 888-933-93. We'll get into uh, uh, Beto and his the reasoning for him leaving the campaign trail. Mm. Uh, mm. And maybe we'll look into uh, Michael Bennett well, as if we need to. I mean, <laughs> you know how much you love him already, right? Right? <laughs> Before we get into these uh, presidential candidates, uh, let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're trying to sell your home, maybe you're even relocating and you have to do both. You have to sell and then buy in a new location. You need a realtor who you can trust. You need a realtor that you can depend on. And that's why you should go with the real estate agents at realestateagentsitrust.com. Because Glenn's team has done a lot of research on these people. And what makes a good agent in general? And first of all, these are agents with long track records of success. They've performed, and they're not part-time. They don't, they're not inexperienced. Plus, uh, these are agents that know the market. They know the value of the homes. They know the comparables in the area. And they can help you price your home to sell for the right amount of money and quickly. Then, uh, this is one of the key elements. They're fans of the show. So you've got that in common from the very beginning. You're not going to be running around with somebody who says, wow, you know who's great? That Alana Omar. Wow, she is good, right? Oh, boy. Right. Ah, don't you love her? Mm. You hear what she just said yeah. about the Palestinians? Anybody else showing houses love today? Love that. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, so get your real estate moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Best or what? Or what? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed, where uh, five fifty five feet, five hundred fifty five feet tweets. Alana Mar thinks she's all woke, wearing a Sports Illustrated bikini on camera. Burkini. Burkini. <laughs> it's been done, woman. That's it's been done. So great. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. That's. Fantastic. Because Sports Illustrated just broke the big barrier where they put a Muslim on the cover of a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Do they do that multiple times a year now? Because that usually comes out in February, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Has it not come out yet? I don't know. I I guess maybe this one's late or I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they they featured a burkini on uh, on the cover. So she's all covered up and stuff. And I don't know. She broke incredible ground and everybody. Oh, they're so woke. And now so is Alana Mar, obviously, wearing the burkini on, <laughs> on camera. <laughs> uh, Pat's garbage guitar roadie tweets, uh, you guys missed your chance to ask the boss for a new couch. That's right. Oh, he sat on the he couch. He sat right on the Glenn orange Beck couch. Was here. Right on the filthy orange couch. Boy, we could have really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did miss lost. it. Yep. Keith's face listening to Kanye tweets, okay. budget? We don't need no stinking budget. Yeah, that's that's our Congress. Playoffs? <laughs> don't talk to me about playoffs. Thank you, Jim Mora. Yeah, you're welcome. That's one of the greatest clips of all time, Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. One, probably one of the most played, too. Mm-hmm. That and, I'm a man, okay? <laughs> I'm a man. Uh, the uh, Oklahoma State uh, Gundy, right? Mike Gundy. Yeah, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, we got this from uh, Maeve Reston. Oh, so she's a, a CNN political reporter. CNN political reporter uh-huh. Maeve Reston about Beto. This is really important. Yeah, it is. In San Diego, Beto O'Rourke says he has to head home. This was the other day. He had to. He had to head home. To address uh, family crises, <laughs> including the disappearance of baby Gus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the family turtle. Prognosis for finding Gus doesn't look good, doesn't he says. Doesn't look good. No. Oh, no. So oh. baby Gus is out there lost in the world. And, uh, Beto, uh, and Beto is headed home. Well, that's a good reason to leave the campaign trail for president. To look for a turtle. To look for a turtle. Uh, I... Th- I would say Beto is not long for this campaign. Wow, that is such a you weird don't leave story. the presidential campaign to go look for a, a turtle at home. That's unbelievable. And as some of your listeners have been pointing out on Twitter uh, at Pat Unleashed, um, remember when uh, Ben Carson went home for a change of uh, clothes? Or change something? of clothes? Yeah, they didn't have and never came back. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm wondering if the if. Beto is just looking for a way out now. And and he's just hoping people are, will forget that he was running for president. 
Uh, he's gone from, again, 13% support to 6 uh-huh. He's going the wrong way. Well, maybe he'll get the turtle vote now. By the way, you know, there's a lot of people mm. that put this show together. Uh, you got Martin and Robert and Candace in the other room. Mm-hmm. Candace just uh, sent me a note. Uh, she has to leave now. Um, she has to go and uh, look for her pet turtle is missing as well. So, oh, wow. It's a lot that, of missing turtles. Ex- Could they maybe be in the same place, these two well, turtles? I don't know, but... Is Have excuse- they run away together? That's an excused absence if I've ever heard of one. Oh, you sure. you got to yeah. leave yeah, work yeah. to go find a turtle. No question about mm-hmm. it. It's not even one of those big turtles. One of those no, little teeny, just a little, little teeny turtles because he was holding it in one of his pictures. And it's about, you know, it's like this. Yeah, that's... Hey. Come on. I'll get you another turtle. Uh, yeah. Let's all chip in for the O'Rourke <laughs> family turtle. Uh, you know. uh, oh, look at that. Look at that. See? he's a mem- Baby Gus is a member of that family. So don't poo-poo this. Don't Kanye this, Pat. Uh that's embarrassing. So that is embarrassing. Seriously I guess he. Uh, I guess he offered to get her a new turtle, and, and the daughter was just like, "No, I want baby Gus." So he's like, "All right, well, I guess I got to go home now." Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's done. I needed an excuse. He's done. Hey, just say that the turtles. I don't know. Just come up with something, honey. <laughs> and that's what they came up with. See ya. That's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is it worse though than yeah? I had to go home to get a change of clothes. But you don't have... There's no stores in Iowa. There's no stores there? Yeah, and Ben Ben Carson, that was probably his first trip there. He's not familiar with the ways of Iowans. And they just, they walk around naked in Iowa. Okay. And so... So he had to go back. He go back home to get close. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. Don't you think about these things and how they're going to play in the press before you say them? (laughs) Really? When you're a presidential candidate? Because you should. I think you should. Uh, I think I left the heating pad on. I got to get back home and check that. <laughs> yeah, or my iron, too. I was doing some ironing mm-hmm. before I left. Yeah. And yeah, don't those turn off automatically if you leave them on now? No, nah, I, I don't think this one does. It's this really is old. old school. This is old in yeah, time. it's really this old. This one's made. Got this in the 60s, and I haven't updated it because so, it's a great iron. I just I love it. So I got to leave Iowa, but I'll see you in New Hampshire, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> or wherever is the next primary. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh yesterday on MSNBC, something pretty interesting happened. Lindsey Graham was uh discussing the handling of the Mueller report. And then they kind of interrupted the coverage of Lindsey Graham talking about the Mueller report. Uh to interject their own little opinions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Uh this is some really good journalism here. Take a look. No collusion, mm. no coordination, no conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russian government regarding the 2016 election. If there's no underlying crime... We're reluctant to do this. We rarely do. But the chairman of the Judiciary Committee just said that Mueller found there was no collusion. That is not correct, Nicole Wallace. The report says collusion is not a thing they considered. It doesn't exist in federal code. And what's stunning is that Lindsey Graham is offering answers to questions that aren't on the table today. The question on the table today, after the reporting last night, is why did Barr mischaracterize what was actually in the Mueller report? And I'm sorry, Lindsey Graham, but your defensiveness is showing. To talk about everything that went into it and in the next breath distort it is a stunning, stunning mischaracterization. 
mischaracterization of what the whole exercise is supposed to be about reveals what I talked about before, that he is sitting there today not as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, but as a human shield for Donald Trump, and it would appear William Barr. Again, we try to offer just a gavel-to-gavel coverage, but that phrase, or the lack of it, its absence from federal code, this no-collusion mantra, is so foundational to why we're here today that we decided to flag it when we heard him use it yet again back into the chairman and the committee room Uh, wow what i can't even believe that that's you talk about stunning Mm -hmm. stunning what's stunning is that they're they're claiming to be journalists news people yep wow they are operatives for the democrat party that's all they are the media used that word collusion and Mueller said there was no conspiracy there was no coordination between russia and the trump campaign I'm sorry if he didn't use the exact word that you wanted him to, Brian, but you, of course, know accuracy, liar. You, well, you can't break in as Brian Williams is supposed to be a... He's not even an opinion guy. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a journalist. You can't break in and contradict what he's saying in a committee hearing. But again, Brian Williams, I, with Mr. Your accuracy. Own opinion. Mr. Accuracy, as history has taught us. Wow, that's unbelievable. That is... That's unbelievable. That was unprecedented. Yep. That's really, I mean, well, that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as news media anymore. That Certainly not on MSNBC. That is pathetic. Wow. What despicable, what despicable coverage for them to break in in the middle of what he's talking about and call him a liar, essentially, and talk about how stunning, stunning it is that he's saying what he's saying when they are adding their opinion to this in the middle of the broadcast as news people wow that's what that is the definition of stunning all right um let me tell you about home title lock and then we'll get back into this um late last year the manhattan district attorney's office released a grand jury report that noted that law enforcement had received 2000 complaints of deed fraud and almost all of them involved faulty notarization the grand jury said it was so bad it's an epidemic so criminals look for vulnerable properties they scan through the obituaries they pour through public records it can take as little as a forged deed to transfer ownership and once they do that it is really hard to reverse takes a lot of money takes a lot of time it's a major major headache but now you can prevent this from ever happening to you or someone you love with home title lock For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. You might think that, say, LifeLock does that for you, but they don't. As great a job as LifeLock does with other forms of ID theft, they don't cover the home title. That is done by just Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, get your home registered. You can see if it's already been tampered with um, by uh, signing up for a free title scan and report. Usually that's $100, but when you sign up now, they'll give that to you for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Get some protection for your home. HomeTitleLock.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Can you imagine if Fox News jumped in in the middle of Democrats lying through their teeth <laughs> oh man they didn't have no time for anything else and and they jump in brett bear jumps in and brett bear is a journalist not an opinion guy 
So Brett Baer jumps in and, and calls the, you know, calls Nadler a liar uh, and says, no, this is completely in dispute. We just wanted to break in here because uh, this was an important part of the broadcast right now. And we want to, we want to let you know that he's lying right now. I mean, that would be all the story. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, uh, they would be so discredited. MSNBC knows their audience, do they not? Wow, that is... Because they lapped that up. Jeez, that is unbelievable. Yeah, that was... That's that's weird, man. Long gone are the days of any, you know, respectable news person. Can you think of one now that you... I mean, Brian Williams was just a few years ago the NBC nightly news anchor. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the guy that took over for Tom Brokaw? I think he was. Yep. And then he, wait, what's that word? He lied. <laughs> Speaking of liars. So he, he's yeah, in he a made position, up little stories about he's a, himself. He's in a position to uh, judge them, I guess. Uh, but yeah, there we are. Wow, that is crazy. Long gone are the days. Uh, even with Dan Rather, you, I mean, he had some credibility left. He started to skew at the end of his career. And everybody, you know, he had those documents that he didn't check into very well. I'm trying to think. Walter Cronkite. We don't have a, certainly left? a Walter Cronkite type. There's, I mean, there's nobody. There, there isn't. There's nobody. <sighs> uh, those days are gone. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, we've been talking about these presidential candidates, Kirsten Gillibrand, who we haven't seen much of. Mm, did something the- really powerful. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, played beer pong to drive <laughs> donations, and uh, so oh, that makes her hip. Yeah, she's really hip. Uh-huh. And, um, really cool. Released a video, and she was and released a video, and she was playing beer pong with several supporters. And uh, here's here's how she played the game and oh, look, gathered if, donations. If Kirsten makes the shot, will you donate one dollar to guarantee her spot on the Democratic debate stage? Okay, so she she realizes oh. she's not going to have the polling, right? So now she's just trying to get all those individual donations like Andrew Yang got, right? To get him on the stage. Yeah, you need to get sixty five thousand individual so donors. Let's see here. So I'm going to check my wallet. So would you bet a dollar uh, if she makes this or uh, no? Would you give her twenty dollars to go away? Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. to not run. Yeah. Yes. If get, it would go toward that. I'll give you a dollar if you just drop out right now. So let's see if she makes it. I okay, wonder let's if she'll see. Let's make see. Does it. it go in? Does it go in? Watch it. Oh! Yeah! So donate yeah. a dollar today. That's, 2020 Gillibrand. You know what? I'm going to sweeten this. I'm going to, I'll give her $6 to just, just go away. In this lottery ticket that was a loss last night. There you go. Mm. Six bucks and a piece of paper if you just nice. go away. And I'll do that every day till we're down to zero Democratic candidates She kind of has gone away. Nobody even pays attention to her on the mm-hmm. campaign trail. <laughs> uh, but she needs 65,000 individual donors. That guarantees you a spot on the debate stage. So all you need is, and they're trying to all get just a dollar from anybody just so they can get into the debate. <laughs> it's crazy. They're getting desperate already. Yeah, they are. And uh, remember, first debate... I believe it's June 28th, first Democratic debate. Hard to believe. It's here. June 28th? It's 28th. It's weird because, oh, 26, 27. There we go. So it's a two-day thing. Of course, by then they may have enough room on one stage for all of them that are left. But June 26th and 27th, I don't know how they're going to do this. Maybe two separate ones in Miami. You believe it? It's May already. So it's next month. Mm Mm-hmm.
It is next month. We are just eight weeks away. The first debate. Crazy. It's crazy. It's horrifying. And it really is. It because is horrifying, yes. What a lengthy presidential campaign this is going to be. <laughs> then, of course, a couple of Republicans, supposedly Republicans, uh, <laughs> have have notified us that they're going to run against Trump, too. So, got, Bill Weld. Bill Weld. And who was the other one? There was another. Is there another one? I think there was. Seems like just last week somebody else announced. Oh, wow. Uh, Bill Weld is the guy who ran with Gary Johnson last time, right? Yeah, and a libertarian ticket. As a libertarian. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> it was like a socialist ticket running in the libertarian party, which kind of discredited the libertarian party in my mind. Yeah, I only see Bill Weld right now. So, uh, oh, okay. If there's Maybe somebody else, let him. me know. But I, th- I thought there was. Hmm. Maybe not. Okay. Hmm. It's possible. It's possible that, but I mean, isn't Bill Weld enough? <laughs> yeah, you don't need anybody else <laughs> after Bill Weld. Once you got Bill Weld going up I against mean, the president. Turn the lights out. We're done here. <laughs> yes, he's done. <laughs> and you notice, Trump hasn't said anything about him. Why? He's scared. <laughs> oh, is that what yeah, it is? He's scared. He's scared of Bill Weld? <laughs> he's, he's scared out of his mind. Oh, wow. Bill Weld is okay. running. Oh, man. Huh. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that he had that kind of uh, yeah. gravitas. Oh yeah, he's powerful. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Oh, I I never got back to the uh, UFO story. Oh yes, I want to hear this. The U.S. Navy has drafted a procedure now to investigate and catalog reports of UFOs coming in from its pilots, but the service doesn't expect to make that pu- that information public citing privileged and classified reporting that's typically included in files like that. Wait a minute. However, they've gotten the kind of volume now that they decided, okay, yeah, we need to take this more seriously. That's how many... That's how many UFOs have been cited by Navy pilots. It's like, okay, can you guys finally maybe take account of this? Can you maybe just look into it? Because it's happening all the time. And I don't, I don't know if it's coming from some other world or if it's uh, secret military uh, from somebody on this planet. But some of it seems to be way beyond the technology that we have here. So if it's the military... Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's our military, then this is like a ruse. That'd be a great thing. But it's like a ruse. Like, yeah, the Navy's going to start cataloging these, and the Navy's like, "Yes, yes, we will." <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's really just their tests. <laughs> yeah. And you would hope if it is from this world, it's coming from us. Not, I would not Russia or China. I was about to say, actually, I would rather it be aliens than <laughs> Russia or China with this oh, kind of too. aircraft, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> because as is pointed out at the very end of this article. Oh. Um, by a senior astronomer for uh, SETI, uh-huh, yeah. the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, if they're here, if aliens are here, okay. if they are sailing the skies, you got to say, they're really great house guests. They never kill anybody. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> they don't even delay the flights out of Reagan. Oh, that's good. We don't need help doing that. <laughs> so that's a, it's a good point. So yeah. if they're extraterrestrials, they're they're pretty benign. They're just looking at us. Because obviously they have unbelievable technology that far exceeds anything we have. Mm-hmm. And they haven't killed anybody, as far as we know. 
So they must have good intent. As far as we know. Yeah, that's why you do hope it's extraterrestrial and not Russians or but Chinese. But now, as ridiculous as things are, mm-hmm. as crazy as this world's become, maybe they are here, and they're just, they've, they've infiltrated, and um, that's why things are so unexplainable right now. Maybe. And think about it. If they are here, maybe their name is Mayor Pete Buttigieg mm-hmm. or Beto O'Rourke or Representative Ilan Omar. Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would uh. that surprise you as crazy as these people are? It really wouldn't. Nothing surprises And me then anymore. when one of them becomes president, God forbid, they get mm-hmm. in there and like, we're getting rid of this cataloging of the Navy's doing of UFOs, man. We're doing, we're killing that right now. No more cataloging these. Wait, why are you, why was that your first thing in office, Mayor Pete? President Pete, uh, don't ask questions. I'm the president now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You got time for any animal videos or? Uh, I don't. I you, don't have any time. You got for like three videos. minutes here if you want uh, some, I know. some I good know. old animal videos. Because you've got a. Uh, there's a, three of them out there. A kitten. Yeah, or something, a squirrel we, and a dog. Okay, tell you what, tell you what, tell you what. If you like the squirrel uh-huh. and the dog. Then maybe we can move on from there, okay? But just can we at least do the squirrel and the dog, please? Just squirrel and the dog. No. What? Seriously? You're going to LOL. That's uh, since you're woke, you know, that means laugh out loud. Yeah. I, yes, I am okay. that woke. Yeah. yeah. I'm like 20 years behind. All right. If this is stupid, okay. I seriously, I don't want, ever want to see. Wow. He's being I don't serious. I ever want to see watch another a, Watch a squirrel. Video. Watch a squirrel messing with the dog. See this? What is he doing? What are you doing? Oh, he's burying a nut in the dog's fur. That is awesome. Now watch this. Watch this. And bloop. Oh, another one. Look, there's another one. And then he puts that back in. And Ladies and gentlemen, you've just witnessed wow. the last animal video. Wow. Ever on Heartbreak the of Pat Gray Unleashed program. That's true. It is true. We'll never see the dog escape <laughs> or the sheep on the tire swing or anything. I mean, no. You might tweet these out mm-hmm. later, though, just, you know, since you weren't able to get to them on the show, since we ran out of time, you might tweet them out later. Mm-hmm. Or I might not. <laughs> don't know. Oh, did you change the password on your Twitter account that I'm not aware of? <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about this Trinity College professor. This guy is uh, uh, really fun. Eric Williams is his name, and he believes that whiteness is terrorism. Um, so <laughs> What? <laughs> just being white, you're a yeah. terrorist? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, guilty. Well, a while ago, a while back, he said something really interesting, and I thought, yeah, that's that's interesting. He said, uh, first responders, should, when you show up at the home of some white person in trouble, you should let him die. What, what? So what in the world? I thought, well, that's an idea. You know, maybe he's on, on to <laughs> something there. Uh, and now he is saying that all white people, uh, white, just being white is is terrorism. Uh, how does this guy keep his job at Trinity College? That is, I, I, I mean, people, people say and do virtually nothing compared to this, and and lose their job for it. Um, he also says that he's re- he was referring to uh, people like Candace Owens and other white Negroes, as he called them, like Barry and Michelle Obama. As white Negroes, you encounter daily. I mean, this guy hates everybody, mm-hmm. apparently, who isn't as extreme as he as he is, and yet he's still 
at a college teaching our children. 